The title of this story is An Enemy in the Boat, read by the author, Dick Dirksen. Pastor Tana, we need you to come back to the mission office, sort out through all of the youth supplies, make sure that the right dishes and pots and pans and microphones and tarps and other things are all on the boat that's going to the other district event. Oh, by the way, that boat needs to leave about four o'clock tomorrow morning. The message from the mission president reached Pastor Tana late in the afternoon, just before he was to lead a revival Bible study with seven families who lived down by the lagoon in the Solomon Island village of Boyboy. As youth leader for the church in the Solomons, he knew where the supplies were stored and he was the best person to sort everything out before the boat was to leave. I knew that I needed to go, and go quickly, Pastor Tana remembers. So I asked one of the fishermen if I could borrow his boat for the four-hour trip back to the mission headquarters. Pastor Tana led the Bible study meeting, and then went with the elders down to the lagoon. We prayed for guidance and protection, Pastor Tana remembers. And then I jumped into the eight-foot boat, started the 25-horsepower outboard engine, and roared away from the jetty. But just before he pulled out, one of the elders warned him, Recent storms have changed the channels, so be really careful and take the longer ocean route. Don't go the old shortcut through the reefs. Okay, Pastor Tana shouted above the sound of his engine. Then he waved goodbye and directed the boat toward the harbor entrance, singing happily and enjoying himself. At the harbor entrance, he had to make a decision. Do I take the old shortcut through the reefs? Or do I follow the warning and go the safer ocean route? I chose the route they told me not to take, says Pastor Tana. That way I would save more than two hours, and I could quickly sort out all the equipment and have it on the other boat before they needed to leave in the morning. If I hurried, I could make it easier for everyone at headquarters. Rather than go around on the ocean side, Pastor Tana's little boat began threading its way through the hidden coral just as he had been warned not to do. I was traveling along very well with no problems until I came to a place where the longer reef connects with two small islands. Knowing this was a very dangerous place, I slowed the engine down and steered the boat very carefully through the reef. Several times, I dipped an oar into the water to be sure the depth was still safe for my boat. All went well, until it didn't. This time, when he dipped the oar into the water, it didn't go very far. This place was much too shallow and dangerous. So he quickly stopped the engine, tilted the motor up, and began paddling with his oar. After about 15 minutes, he checked again. The reef was still too close, the water too shallow. It didn't seem like he was making any progress. At first... I didn't notice that my paddling wasn't moving the boat forward. 
So I kept paddling and paddling, going harder all the time. But when I realized my boat was still in the same spot, I began worrying. The current was moving the same direction I wanted to travel, but my boat was sitting still. Even when I used the paddle to push the boat along over the coral, we stayed in the very same spot. Thinking he must be hung up on some coral, Pastor Tana took off his clothes and jumped over the side to see what was holding up progress. The boat was floating. There was nothing, you know, holding the boat. There was clear water all around. But the boat wasn't moving. It was standing still, right there, not moving at all. Pastor Tana got back in the boat, cold and shivering, and started paddling really hard. Then, realizing something very big was going wrong, he stopped paddling and started praying. Big fella up top, he prayed in pidgin English. I don't know what's happening, but you know what's happening, and you know I need your help. Then he went to work with the paddle. This time, he watched the water at the front of the boat and saw that every time he pushed the paddle, his paddle down through the water, someone in the front of the boat pushed another paddle through the water in exactly the opposite direction. When I paddled harder, the person at the other end of the boat paddled harder also. So I figured a way to catch him. I ran from the back to the front of the boat and began paddling furiously. It was a good idea, but it didn't help. No matter how hard Pastor Tana paddled, the invisible person paddled with exactly the same strokes, but in the opposite direction, making sure the boat was not moving forward or backward. Big fella up top, Pastor Tana shouted in pidgin English, I'm on your business, not mine. I do not want to waste time out here. So in the name of Jesus, I call for you to defeat whoever is battling against us. Then Pastor Tana stood up, walked purposefully to the back of the boat, tilted the outboard engine's propeller into the water, pulled the starter cord, and the engine roared to life. He pushed it to full throttle. Then, without worrying about how shallow the reef might be, Pastor Tana pointed the boat toward home. The moment I did that, Pastor Tana goes very quiet as he remembers that moment in the dark Solomon Island night. The moment I did that, a bright light came on under the boat so that I could see all of the dangerous rocks clearly. That light shone brightly for the next three hours, all the way as the boat purred through the water to the mission station. Oh, that bright light replaced the invisible enemy in the back of the boat. It chased him right away. And that's when I knew the Lord was right there in the boat with me. 
So I talked with him. I sang with him, not worrying about all the rocks, all the way home to the mission compound. It was like traveling with my very best friend.